Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, what's your favorite animal? For a longer time, I didn't really have one. When really pushed, I'd sometimes pick a random African animal or I'd pick something rare to try and feel smart. But to be honest, I really didn't have one. Ugh, thankfully I've passed that stage. Lately, I've been watching squirrels. I see them everywhere. I see them in my, I see them in my backyard. I see them in the park when I'm cycling. They're everywhere. And beyond their cute, fluffy tails, squirrels just always seem happy, energetic, and playful. They seemingly bound from tree to tree without losing any enthusiasm. Have you ever seen a sad or moody squirrel? I haven't. Crypto prices crashed this week. How did you fare? I hope you channeled your inner squirrel. Me, I've been zen. My approach is to devise a strategy, then automate execution over the long term. Look, if prices continue to slide, there could be amazing opportunities to pick up some coins at great prices. Are you ready? What projects are on your shopping list? Remember, Uncle Warren Buffett said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Crypto shopping list. One of my goals this year is to really expand my crypto portfolio beyond my mainstays in Bitcoin and Ethereum. I missed out on a ton of opportunities last year because I was playing it really safe and not executing on recommendations from my friends. If crypto prices continue to slide, there could be really big opportunities. So, recently, I finished reading the book The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. It argues that we all make rational financial decisions based on our background. The challenge is this. We all have very different backgrounds, personalities, and aspirations. For me, the most important thing is peace. A super aggressive strategy might give me amazing returns, but it might cost me my sleep at night, and that's not a cost I'm willing to pay. Additionally, we often only think about returns we could have made, but we don't actually factor in the losses we could have incurred. Remember, social media is a highlight reel. People just share their triumphs, but they are mute on their losses. So I say this to say, don't cry over spilled milk. Figure out what works for you, then get it done. As we say in Nigeria, paddle your own canoe. Now, disclaimers. Number one, I don't offer financial advice. I'm just a guy with a laptop trying to figure this stuff out. Please do your own research. Number two, my crypto shopping list is a work in progress. It can change at any point in time. I'm very much still learning. I'm also not sharing my full list of products that I'm watching. Honestly, that's a very long list. It deserves one or two episodes by itself. So please share your ideas with me. Here's what's on my list, at least some of my list. Number one, Solana, which is really known for like 
low-cost transactions seen as an Ethereum challenger. Number two, Chainlink. It helps to bring real-world data on-chain. Number three, Avalanche. It facilitates super-fast smart contracts. Number four, Ecomi. It's the native token for VV for NFTs. They have lots of partnership with Disney and other, and other major companies. Number five, Decentralized Mana. This is like a metaverse play. They're one of the bigger ones. Exciting times ahead. So let me know what's on your shopping list. NFT update. So last week, I shared my excitement about the new Ancient Empires NFT collection. The collection celebrates the history of ancient African and Latin American civilizations by creating NFTs, which could appeal to a more diverse population. Friends, I did it. I made an impulse buy. Like, I'm not sure we should celebrate my impulse buy, but I now have an ancient empire NFT. I chose this piece because of the cultural significance of the mask the man is wearing in the picture. You see, masks are a key part of the cultural heritage of the Yoruba and Benin people. For context, I'm Yoruba. The Yoruba and Benin empires are both part of modern-day Nigeria, but they actually have ancient linkages and a tremendous art heritage. Unfortunately, many culturally significant pieces were destroyed when our palaces were raided during wars with the Portuguese and the British armies. Now, unfortunately, again, many of the surviving pieces were looted and put on display in museums around the world, like from London, New York, LA, Paris, you name it. I have named my NFT Oramion, which is the name of an actual prince of the Yoruba and Benin empires. Over 800 years past his death, his descendants still sit on the throne in Benin. The current king of Benin is actually his great, 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 grandson. Anyway, this dude looks fierce, like a fierce warrior. So maybe I should hit the gym some more so my arms can match his. Many need a lot of gym. <laughs> News. Number one, Federal Reserve finally publishes paper on CBDCs. The U.S. Federal Reserve has finally finally publishes long-weighted paper on central bank digital currencies. The paper lays out pros and cons of CBDCs. It doesn't make any recommendations. Rather, the Fed is seeking input from the public, you and I, and will only act if Congress tells it to do so. I read the paper. I'm actually not convinced two of the pros listed by the Fed are actually real. Let's dig in. The first one is this, improve cross-border payments. The average outgoing international payment from the U.S. has a 5% fee. Adding a CBDC isn't magically going to make this fee go away. There will still need to be some conversions among various CBDCs globally. I'm not convinced this system would outperform the existing crypto technology today, like the Lightning Network. I do agree that it is an improvement on the existing fiat system, sure. The second piece is this, improve financial inclusion. This is becoming a bit of a pet peeve for me. Let's dig into some more. So 5% of the US is not banked, that's sad. 
another 20% are underbanked. Now, this underbanked are, you know, they, aren't, they have banking accounts, but they're still on the fringe of society. They're routinely using high-cost, really inefficient services like payday loans. That's not great. Now, people say crypto and CBDCs will improve financial inclusion, but they routinely fail to demonstrate how this will happen. Here's how I see it. What are the key drivers for inadequate financial inclusion? I see illiteracy, lack of trust, and low income as key drivers. Establishing a CBDC isn't really addressing any of these things, right? So how does it solve it? Furthermore, advocates of CBDCs were like, during the whole COVID-19 pandemic stimulus program, if the US had a CBDC in place, each citizen could then have an account with the Federal Reserve and the government could have had a more efficient way of distributing stimulus by just putting the money in your federal bank account. Well, guess what? The Federal Reserve Act explicitly says that a central bank can't bank realtor customers like you and I. So am I missing something here? Let me know. Now that said, I definitely agree that it is in the US strategic national interest for the dollar to continue being the world's reserve currency. Other countries want the influence it provides. The dollar could become really vulnerable if other countries, <coughs> China, provide a superior technology. Look, the map below shows the nine countries who have already launched CBDCs, with 14 countries currently running pilots and 16 that have them in development. The US is just one of 41 countries doing research. Hmm. We need to move on this thing. Number two, Twitter verifying NFTs. So crypto Twitter sphere has been awash with NFTs as profile pictures for some time now. Some say it's the ultimate status symbol, you know, to indicate you're part of the community. But what's stopping posers who don't actually own the NFTs from uploading a picture of someone else's NFT and using that as their profile picture? Well, nothing's stopping them. Until now, Twitter is linking your digital asset wallets to your profile. Thus, you'd only be able to upload NFTs you actually own to be a profile picture. And I guess once you do that, there's going to be some kind of you know, check mark to indicate it's been verified. Now, this is important for two reasons. The first is Twitter is one of the first social media platforms to integrate NFTs. And I bet you others will follow. The second is this. It marks a departure from Jack Dorsey's Bitcoin-only philosophy because NFTs are primarily built on Ethereum and Solana. So, you know, this is actually pretty interesting news. Let's see if there's going to be more stuff to see from Twitter. Number three, A16Z makes first investment in Africa. A16Z, also known as Andreessen Horowitz, is the famed crypto, fintech, and consumer tech VC. They have been behind a bunch of major companies, Facebook, Coinbase, you name it, they're probably behind it. Well, now they've made their very first investment in Africa. It's a gaming startup called Carry First. Now, it stands out because it's a gaming startup. It's based in South Africa. And of course, you bet there's going to be a crypto and web 3.0 angle to this. I've been vocal about how bullish I am on gaming in Africa. It turns out I'm in some pretty fancy company. 
<laughs> Maybe I should be in A16Z as well. Um, <laughs> but Curry First already accepts various cryptocurrencies as payments. If you're looking to expand that, and I bet the team at A16Z can actually provide some guidance on how best to you know position this within the ecosystem that they're building. Definitely let's stay tuned. Friends, that's all I have for you this week. Remember, be a squirrel or double.